Hey guys, welcome to the Bull After Show. Tonight we have a very special guest on. It is Bull's very own Geneva Carr. Stay right with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome to our Bull After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. We have a very special guest this evening. Tonight's guest is a Tony Award-nominated actress who has appeared in some of television's <laughs> most acclaimed network shows, including Law & Order SVU, The Good Wife, Blue Bloods, Elementary, The Mysteries of Laura, you name it, she's been in it. And she's also been featured in several motion pictures, including It's Complicated and Love and Other Drugs. But most importantly, she is the very own Marie. Marissa Morgan on our Bull on CBS. And we are so very excited to have her this evening. Geneva Carr, thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled you guys watch Bull. Oh my God, we, we love, love it. it. We love it. Do we, we are watch super fans. It? We, oh, we eat it up. We love it every week. <laughs> uh, I am Kevin Ellis, but I am joined also by two amazing co-hosts, Shay and Nadine. Please introduce yourselves. Hey guys, I'm Shay Jones. You can find me at Real Shay Jones. Hey guys, Nadine Dallapella here. You can find me everywhere at Nadine DP in the number three. Well, tonight it is all about Geneva. Uh, we are so grateful that she's able to join us here on uh, New York Time. We're broadcasting from Los Angeles, but she is up past midnight, and we are so grateful. Uh, Geneva. bedtime. <laughs> and you've got, you've got two little... Uh, I, I two little... Like, literally at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh, my oh. God. You are a trooper. We appreciate it so much. Oh, lucky no, I gotta tell you, if anybody can teach you about gratitude, it's about Michael. Michael is the most grateful, fun, exciting person, so I'm very happy to be there in the morning. Yeah, that's great. Tell, tell us a little bit about your relationship with, with Michael and his character on the show. It has to be just one of those amazing, like, partnerships. It, it is that. I remember when I went in, because I got cast before Michael got cast, and then Michael got cast, and we did our first read-through, and I was terrified he was going to recast me. But if any of you know Michael, and if you have yet to meet him, he is, besides being handsome, because that's just a given, <laughs> he's one of the nicest men on the planet. And we have a very brother-sister kind of relationship, and he's a big teaser, so he's a big prankster. <laughs> and when we started working on the show, he just makes everybody comfortable by basically making fun of you. <laughs> so, that's a good old brotherly love right there. Seriously. What is the what is the most uh, most ridiculous prank that he has pulled on you personally? Well, he likes to do this thing when you have a close up and it's a serious scene and he likes to say something inappropriate or off color or something that's really going to embarrass you and you got to savor that take and save it. So he makes your acting live. Mm. That's kind of his trick. And that can be very, uh, very raw, and that I'm sure has it just adds this, uh, this uh, very improvisational aspect to this, uh, to this drama. This stuff that he says on camera, because I think somebody somewhere is going to watch that. That might not make the cut, but it's going to go somewhere. But he's really funny, and he loves to improvise. And he gave me the greatest advice when we started doing the show. It was our first episode after the pilot. You know, you do the pilot, you're so nervous, you can't believe it's happened. And then, you know, the next director comes in and you think, they're going to hate me. Mm. And Michael told me a story about when he was acting. And somebody said to him, uh, Baldessari, that he used to work with on NCIS, the best thing you can do to play a character is make that character like you. So he said to me, who is Marissa Morgan? And before I could answer, he said, 
you. You are Marissa Morgan. And the closer you play her to yourself and you find out who she is, that's going to be who Marissa Morgan is. So Marissa Morgan is a cat lover and she does gyrotonics <laughs> yeah. and she hopefully has a good sense of humor. Yeah, that's like, very interesting. I was going to ask, how closely do you relate with this character? And you've, it seems like you've kind of just become her or she's become you in a sense. Well, I was doing ADR today, and ADR is additional dialogue record, and it's when you've shot a scene and you have to add something to it, like a noise, or and there's a skydiving episode coming up. Oh, we yes. are excited. Oh, it's a really good one. It was going to be tonight, <laughs> but unfortunately, we were postponed. Um, it's the next one coming up, and in it, I got to skydive as Marissa Morgan, and man, I have a get-up that is a real man-catcher. And <laughs> so I jump on the plane... And the, the director said, you know, just do whatever you want to do. Well, you think Marissa Morgan would do. So I got to let loose as Marissa Morgan. And Marissa Morgan doesn't go, woohoo, when she goes out of the plane. She goes, ah! Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly her. You've completely embodied that. That's so wonderful. Now, you guys weren't on a real plane, right? This was in a studio. You just jumping no, out. Okay, I was going to say, that's kind of epic, but still all the fun. Have you actually skydived before, though, in real life? You know, I haven't, but the guy that we met, um, his name is Dave Pancake, and I'm going to go back. But they just asked me to wait until we were done shooting. Did you okay. say Dave Pancake? Yeah, she said Dave Pancake. Die, but, you know. That's amazing. And what a name. I, I, yeah. how, is, how, how can you not forget a name like Dave Pancake? Dave that's amazing. Pancake. <laughs> that's one for the record books, I feel like. Seriously. Yeah. Well, before you actually had received that, uh, that advice from Michael about playing that character close to you, how did you how did you build the character of Marissa beforehand? Because I'm sure that you had to do some sort of you know a little bit of research into like a backstory. Like how did you develop her? Well, I, after I got cast, I, I originally when I read the role, she is so smart, she's so well spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's a neurolinguistics expert, sex therapist. Although we haven't seen much of that, Ooh. and she's a psychoanalyst, and she's a statistician. So. I just, when you dive into these scripts, they're so uh, deep in the way she expresses herself. So I did a little research, and this summer I did a play playing a neuroscientist as well. So it was kind of interesting before I started doing the show to have played a scientist before. But Paul Atanasio, who wrote the, the script, is unbelievable. And what he wrote, I just flew with that. And then as we were doing the show, you just layer it with who you are and how you feel and in the moment. And I, I think scientists have good senses of humor, so I tried to find that. And that's great. So they, they give you a lot of room on the show to be able to improv and stuff as well, which is, yeah? That's amazing. They give you a lot of room to improvise, to figure out how your character would dress, what your character eats, what kind of music you listen to. There was an episode recently where we saw this private room uh, where I hide the, you know, computers, which is so funny because I know nothing about computers. <laughs> Setting up Skype was hard for me. I love it. Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and, you know, on the, the show, I have my special private room, and that's the only thing that I am faking. I had a scene where I had to, you know, say, we're out, and we've got no, no power. Right. And do this tap, 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 and my, I watched with my friends, and they were laughing hysterically. <laughs> I didn't know how to do that. But they let me decorate the room. They... You know, how we dress, what we eat, how we walk. They want us to make it up as we go along. So I come from theater, and when you're in theater, you are in previews, and then you open. And so Dennis Smith, who's one of our regular directors, said, 
when you're on a television show that's new, the first year is all previews. Mm. So try things. Try anything you want to try to make that character your own because that's when you can grow. Because I think every week, if you guys watch the show, you learn a little bit more about every character. How we met, who's dated who, that kind of stuff. And we've been making that up as we go along. That is and so interesting to hear because we chat about this all the time on the yeah. show. Whenever we, especially for me, I feel like I'm very invested in that. I love hearing these backstories. And I just absolutely am obsessed with the fact that you guys as actors are the ones who are coming up with this every week. So was it Michael's idea then for Bull to have a, a rock wall in his apartment? <laughs> because that <laughs> was, was that very random. Or what? That was oh so that was awesome. It, it wasn't his idea, okay. but he pulled it off. And I got to tell you, he was not held up by rope. He was yeah. actually holding his own weight and doing that scene, and it was a lot harder than it looked. Wow. Oh, That's goodness. impressive. Yeah. That- <laughs> Superman. I mean, it took a toll on his body. He, he commits himself 120% to everything he does. He's really unbelievable. I know I sound like some kind of an acolyte, but... I look up to him and I respect him so much and to have to go to work every day. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to be there at seven, but I love what I do. And he sets the bar so high that we have to meet him there. You know, there's a lot of shenanigans and fun, but he is so professional and cordial and the way he treats guest stars, he makes everybody so comfortable. Now, Shay, I got to tell something for you. I there's a big reveal this week that I think you're going to like in particular. Me, I love it. I have, I have a feeling uh, it, it really? involves a lady that that Dr. Bull knew before. Ooh, okay, Yay! okay. Something of a prediction. <laughs> I know. I love it, Mark. I have a question because what I noticed about Marissa, she you knows she's a brother sister relationship with Bull, but then she seems like a mother hen to the rest of the cast members. Is that something that you do in your regular life as well? Are you like the mother hen of your group? Um, I am amazed that you came up with the term mother hen because <laughs> Paul Atanasio, who wrote the script, actually used that term before I knew it. Wow. So, well, and I think you caught on to something that I am. I'm a little bossy. <laughs> <laughs> but you do it in such a, like, in such a classy way. In a lovable way. It's a lovable way. Lovable. Yeah. I'm the best for everyone. This <laughs> is true. Very true. Well, you were talking about your, uh, you know, the work ethic that is involved in this show. You were nominated for a Tony for Hand of God uh, or Hand to God. Tell us about the difference between doing a play on Broadway compared to a twenty-three episode uh, series regular role on network television. Um, it's very different. Uh, Broadway because the show that I was in was very physical. I was so physically exhausted, and you have to live that role every night. And television is long, long hours. I had no idea how many hours people worked. Mm. I mean, we have anywhere from 10 to 16-hour days. Wow. And those aren't even long days. There are other TV shows that have longer days. Yeah, I've been so, on some. <laughs> those are fun. Shocking. Um and, and you play in a different way. So you play the same person every day in different situations. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you have to let yourself be a part of it. My cat's coming up here. He needs yeah. to fall. <laughs> Yay. Is that yeah, awesome. Do you want to say something? Um, I think you have to let yourself be a yeah. part of it when it's television because you're playing the same person every single day in a different situation. And Broadway is the same role every night that you commit to. But the thing about television that nobody tells you, 
you are so spoiled. I mean, I'm a princess on that set. I, I had a cold once, and there was this PA that kept bringing me tea and asking me how much honey I liked. And I just kept thanking her and saying how sweet it was. And finally she said, you have to stop thanking me. Aww. And I oh, I'm just I'm so grateful. And yeah. she said, no, it, it's my job. My job is to get you tea. <laughs> well, I yeah. thought she just did it out of friendship. I was surprised. But we're friends now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was a little bit of friendship, too, of course. Yes. Definitely. But they <laughs> so well so that the long hours you know there's about I would say about 85 people on the crew that's the other thing you can't imagine when you come to a set and especially our set because we have tack we have the courtrooms there are so many people working at one time and everybody's amazing we got to know everybody and these are people that you rely on like I like to say about myself that Marissa Morgan is played by four people Mm -hmm. because I have a hair person a makeup person and a dresser that watch me in between takes and so I don't even have to worry about what I look like all I have to worry about is saying what I have to say and I've never had that kind of care and so it's television but it's also particularly bull that it's that kind of set and shooting in New York City, how what is that like for you? Are you a are you a New York person or are you an LA person? I'm Broadway baby. I'm a New Yorker, right. so yeah. it's, amazing. Yeah. it's amazing to stay in my apartment. This is my you're in my kitchen. <laughs> you're at home, but, so it's pretty terrific. And how is it going out and filming on the streets? Is it is it kind of crazy or hectic or what's that like for you guys? It's amazing because New York City streets they don't get as much of it as LA does, so they're really thrilled and they're really polite and. On one of our episodes, Freddie and I shot in the beginning a scene outside in New York City streets, and he got really verklempt because he said, this was my dream as a kid, to shoot a scene in New York City. We were at Union Square, and it was a gorgeous sunny day, and it's just an amazing scene. And I know when I watch it, he was just so happy. Oh, just so magical, I'm sure. What has been your moment then where you just said, wow, this is actually happening on this show? You know, I had a scene with Michael the other day, and he gives the best advice. He gives the best unsolicited advice because (laughs) he sense that you need it. Mm. So he gave me, like, a clue about the camera and an angle and how to save a shot. And he's just – he's the best. He sounds a lot like Bull in a sense, too. Giving advice when you don't want it, but it actually works to your benefit and to everyone's benefit, I guess. The only thing that makes our relationship special, and I have to say it, is I, I guess I'm the only woman on the planet that has not fallen in love with him. <laughs> it's, I mean, women just drop like flies when they see this guy. And, you know, it, it, he's tired and he still looks great. I, I resent it, basically. I have a team of experts working on me, and this guy shows up, no sleep, he looks like a million dollars. It's not fair. And I feel like that's kind of how your characters are on the show as well, because we always talk about how Bull, every episode, there's a new woman, basically. I mean, Mm -hmm. here and there we have sprinkles of, you know, a reoccurring uh, female, but the two of you have always not had that at all, which I think has, you know, made your relationship stronger. So, it's uh, great to see that's off screen, too. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's good. He's he's good. He has a gorgeous wife too, and he's he's a good man. Yeah. Just, you know. Well, it is funny because we have discussed this very thing. Where there was one episode in particular at the very end where we saw possibly mm-hmm. a hint of some like affection way in the past between Marissa and Jason. Though you know we you know and we were theorizing like yeah. was there a history? Yeah. 
Well, it's funny you ask that because we we thought no, but this upcoming episode that we're going to start working on Thursday, we're just wrapping up tomorrow on our this one we're doing now. There's some scenes that make me question that. Mm. Make question that. I I don't know. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. Okay. I, I, time will tell. Although I will say that. Freddie's wife has decided that he and I have chemistry, so she would like that to happen. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Nice. That's well, adorable. That's the well, I have a question. So, so if you weren't Marissa Morgan, which character would you like to be? <laughs> oh, God! That is the worst question. Yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't anything personal against any of your, no, co- your, uh, well, your co-stars. I, and I'm going to tell you this. Now, I've always had a penchant for men who are less statuesque. Oh. However... Dr. Jason Bull's personality really, really gets me. Mm, okay. Yeah, so Bull. You would be Bull. <laughs> Chew on that. Wow. <laughs> so it's Bull. Now, um, going into kind of the basis of the show, trial science, what is your kind of opinion? And, and obviously you guys have dove so far into it and, and how it relates to today. Now, do you think that it's actually really beneficial, the way you guys portray it in the show as to how it is in reality? Um, it is it is beneficial, and I will tell you that I sat on a jury. I've been called jury duty in New York six times. Oh, I have wow. actually sat on a, a criminal trial. Oh wow! So wow. it's this sounds crazy, but you feel really patriotic doing it because the trial that I was on, we gave the guy a fair trial. He was found guilty, but it was really amazing to see twelve people that didn't know each other really hash it out and give this guy a shot. Um, but meeting Dr. Phil, and I think you know that this, the show was loosely based on what he used to do. He's mm-hmm. the most prolific uh, jury consultant in history, basically. Made a fortune, uh, saved Oprah's career, and that's how he got his show. And he talked to us a lot about trial science. And um, he told us a story, which is a little crazy, but this is he, you know, did cases for very wealthy people, obviously, because it's very expensive. Um, but when a judge would see him in his chambers a lot, you see on the show, the judges, they recognize Bull, and some of them don't appreciate that he's in the courtroom and he's been thrown out of the courtroom. That happened to Dr. Phil all the time. Wow. And so one judge said, okay, you can't come back into my courtroom and do whatever voodoo you do <laughs> until you take some pro bono cases. And Dr. Phil said, fine. No drug dealers, no child molesters. So he actually did a lot of pro bono. And we do a lot of that on the show, and people don't believe us, but that's how Dr. Phil did it. He felt the way to be most honest about what he was doing was to see it from every angle. And he told me a story about a case he had. So it's pretty intense. Can I tell it? Please. We would love that. Not funny, but it explains what what he does as, as a trial scientist. So... Um, there was a, a family called the, an ambulance because their daughter was like bleeding out at the dinner table. And the ambulance came and they got her and they said, this, this 15-year-old girl had, had a baby within the hour. And the parents said, no, she was studying. She was in her bedroom. She, she was, no, she couldn't have been. So, you know, they get the choppers out and the dogs and they're looking and they're looking. And they find the baby wrapped up in a garbage bag under her bed with water in its lungs, which means the baby drowned on the toilet. Oh, my God. And so this poor girl, 15, from a really rough, you know, neighborhood, poor, did not even know she was pregnant, 
has this baby and basically goes into anaphylactic shock and has the baby on the toilet and without realizing what she's doing, just wrapped it up and, and buried it. And, you know, when he told me the story, there was no way that I would have found her innocent. Mm. And Dr. Phil said, when I took this case, I said to the lawyers, get as many mothers as you can on that case. And I said, that's ridiculous. They're the first ones to say how terrible and a child and it's born of you. And he said, no, I told them that if they did that, only a mother could understand when a 15-year-old who is lost and confused in anaphylactic shock can do something like that. And he said, we had seven mothers on the trial, on the case out of 12. She was not only acquitted, but afterwards in, in the foyer of the courthouse, all those women on the jury ran over to that girl and said, you're going to be okay. You can have children in the future. It's not your fault. And he knew that on a case like that, you had to get mothers who'd have compassion because wow. Apparently, as a cat mother, I'm just a heartless hmm. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely oh, that makes so incredible. much sense, though. Wow. Yeah. Because I didn't get it, but he said, trust me. I know how to read people, and a mother would be able to have compassion. Maybe it's me. And, I, I felt like I would find her innocent. That foresight think, is truly I think incredible. that's just me, maybe. Like, just hearing it, not even being a mother, I could see how that would affect her at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Shit, it's the way I told the story, Shay. <laughs> Great storytelling. It was amazing storytelling. I have not been endured it yet. I was like, I was, I was, I was in deep in that story. Right now, like. You got me, Geneva. Here's here's another one. So we did this in the beginning of the the whole series on the pilot. Do you remember when we said, "Oh, there's that one person on the jury that they're the person you have to flip." Yes, yeah. I was the person on the jury that I sat on in New York. I was the one who got everyone on my side. Wow. I really? wouldn't have both them onto my side, but I was the one that figured it out. And I was telling a friend today about the show, and she said she sat on a jury, and she really convinced everyone what they were going to do. Wow. And I said, Dr. Phil always says there is one person who's the leader, and that's the person you have to point out in voir dire mm-hmm. and make sure that you have control of. Yeah, and it's pretty fascinating. And it is fascinating, obviously, hearing Dr. Phil's story and stuff, because when he was doing all this, all the technology that Bull and, and the team are able to have, he doesn't have, or he didn't have in the past, obviously, because it wasn't, you know, developed or invented then. Sure. Uh, say that one more time. You, you, investigators. Ah, that is, yeah. That, they had private... Yeah. And so everything, say it again. Oh, I said that made a lot of sense, but continue. So now, because we're, you know, in the 21st century and we can Skype, mm-hmm. the amount of things that they have that he didn't have, and that's the funny thing, that that's what Marissa does, which I don't do. I can barely. <laughs> Here, I'll tell you something else, though. Marissa is based on a real person. Oh, no way. Somebody who yeah. Dr. Phil actually worked with back in Texas? His protege. No, way. she's now probably one of the top five jury consultants in the country. Have you ever actually sat down with her or spoken with her over the telephone? But no, but he. When I interviewed with him, he told me about her, so I tracked her down. She's a blonde. Huh. She wears very tight dresses. <laughs> where the resemblance ends, but she. He said that she was the one he picked out. She was a friend. 
and she was his protege and he taught her everything she knows and then when he left to do his show she's very successful mm. and he said the thing about her is that she loved tight dresses and she loved short skirts and he said one time they were in court and the judge said not in that outfit out of here young lady oh, wow what am I going to do? So she had to like wear a coat around her waist for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> These are great stories. You're Those getting. are awesome stories. Is that wow. something that you you think that your your character could do? Is kind of go off on their own and start their own type of jury consultant uh, team? The way that I think Marissa and Bull work together, and I think we're going to see more of that. Is Bull is the heart of the operation, Marissa? is the brains of the operation. I'm the one that's numbers and figures and planning in that kind of way. And Bull goes with his gut. And I think that the two of us together make magic when it comes to figuring things out. And I think without each other, we lack something, which is, that's what the chemistry is, I think. Mm-hmm. And if what that makes sense. I mean, it, it does, it does. I mean, everything that you have shared with us tonight has yeah. just been so, uh, I mean, just so, you've been so forthcoming and yeah. we've enjoyed it so much. Any, uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time. We know it's late. We know you got to get to bed early. Uh, anything else you two want to add? Uh, we are so thrilled and so excited for what's ahead and what's to come. Is there anything that you're excited? I know we talked about skydiving a little bit, but is there anything else in the near future that you can kind of hint at for what we're going to see, especially with your character? I'm going to wear a Valentino gown, and someone's going to throw shade my way. Oh, yay! <laughs> I love it. Woo! That's a good one. <laughs> there we go. Well, I, I just want to know if Marissa and the doctor are going to get back together, because so huge is really hot. <laughs> <laughs> that doctor, that doctor, I would like him to come back. He always he was the nicest guy. We could not stop laughing when he was there. Yeah. So we keep hoping we need to have him as the con- consultant on a medical case that would actually be <laughs> awesome i want to see some more idea. like marissa hot dog romance happening i feel like she deserves to be happy she really does I, is someone god are you there listening <laughs> i want to know uh my final question is simply uh what do you want audiences to take away from this show and uh more importantly your character um Listen, I think the show is a fantastic, entertaining time, but I also think it, especially in this era, if if it could help people think about justice and how to find it and how to offer it. Because mm. I think, I, having served on a jury, don't run away from that opportunity. It's, it's one of the most profound things you'll ever do. And you're going to meet really fun people. And for Marissa, you know, don't give up hope for romance in her life. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you have been a gem tonight. We have been so appreciative uh, of you being here with us tonight. So we wish you the best uh, for the remainder of the season. And we hope uh, to see you if there is a next season, which yeah. I'm sure that there will be, because this show is fantastic. Yeah. And we love your character. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bull fans. Really appreciate you guys being there. Have a great night, Geneva. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you, AfterBuzzers, for tuning in this evening. Uh, we had a great interview with Geneva Carr. She is uh, fantastic. Top notch. She's yeah. awesome. I, I just love her saying how much input they have on their own character. That yeah. is so mind 
boggling because I feel like not a lot of people are able to do that. You have set designers and wardrobe stylists for that reason, which I'm sure they have, but the fact that they're able to give that much input. I think especially on comedy shows, they do that. Like, they have a lot more freedom. So the fact that they're doing on a drama, I think that makes it even more awesome. Yeah. And to know that they have that uh, that rapport, like her and Michael Weatherly, just that openness and just that brother-sister type vibe between the two of them, that really is uh, enlightening. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. We love it. We love you, girl. Thank Thank you for coming on our show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Geneva. And ladies, uh, uh, sign off. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you on social media. Hey, guys. You can find me at Real Shay Jones, and I'm Shay Jones. You guys can find me everywhere at NadineDP3. Thank you so much for watching. And I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Kevin Ellis. Thank you guys again for tuning in this mm-hmm. evening. It was a great show. Geneva Carr, thank you again for tuning in with us. Know that you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, all of those formats. We will hopefully see you guys next week with a new episode. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.